Welcome to Beyond the Stories, a creative business podcast for those looking to find freedom and fulfillment in the work that they do. With me, business coach and therapist, Lauren O'Sullivan. Hello, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me again for the second episode. So I have a really wonderful guest with me today, my friend and photographer, Catherine Taylor. Catherine is just an absolute joy to speak to. She's one of those amazing people in life that has the ability to make you feel totally relaxed and at ease, whatever the situation. That's why she's so great at the work she does as a photographer. But Catherine isn't just a photographer. She doesn't just take pictures. She tells stories that connect with people and tell their stories at a deeper level. Her work is stunningly beautiful. And if you've not seen it, I really would recommend that you check it out after this episode. So in the show today, Catherine talks from the heart about discovering her talent and passion for photography and turning that into her full-time creative business. We had so much fun recording it and Catherine's story is honest, inspirational and there's lots of insight in there and valuable takeaways about running your own creative business. So if you're thinking of taking those first steps of embarking on your own creative journey or you're in the process of doing so right now, this one really is for you. I hope you enjoy. Hi Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Hello, this is very exciting. Thank you so much for joining me today. For people that may not have heard of you Catherine, do you just want to do a bit of an intro about yourself yeah. and who you are? I'll try and keep it short and sweet because this is where I tend to be like, if I was in the ev- elevator with anyone, I'd probably like <laughs> be in there for hours. But <laughs> yeah, so hi, and thank you so much for having me. Um, so I'm Catherine, I am a photographer um, based up near Manchester in England. I started my freelance journey into photography about 18 months ago now, so I'm still a newbie in the, the world. But um, yeah, it's going great. And uh, it, I, so I focus mainly on families and working with brands. And I've just this week done my first ever solo wedding. So oh, exciting amazing. Time. Yeah, so your photography is, so I have to say first, so Catherine, so we're Instagram friends, I think, can't we? Yeah. Uh, you would describe <laughs> it. So I think we, I, I think I first started following you maybe last year now, but uh, I'm really connected with you through your photography. It kind of really... I don't know, I just saw your images and they were absolutely beautiful and I was like, I want to talk to that person and we, <laughs> and we got in touch and yeah, we've worked together a little bit, haven't we, mm-hmm. over the past couple of months, so it's really great to have you on here because we've, I think we've had some really great conversations when we've got together in terms of the whole starting up your own business and working for yourself, so I thought we could kind of have some of those conversations here on the podcast I know it's been great because I think that when we did have our shoot together yeah. for me as well I, I've met so many people on Instagram where you just have that like instant connection mm-hmm. and then it's exactly the same in real life isn't it where you meet and you're like oh my gosh I just automatically gel with this person and I think you know is that there's a lot to be said about when you attract the same people you kind of feel the same about certain creativity that you do and mm-hmm. that kind of really comes through when you start to create work together so yeah. yeah it was it was a magical day there was lots of twirling and there was lots of like fun um experimental shots which I loved because you were the type of client that really wanted to try that stuff with me so mm-hmm. I was like Lauren is my my go-to girl for this we're gonna have a good Aww. day <laughs> and that's the thing isn't it I think it's like whether it's through Instagram or kind of other platforms it's really weird how you just said that you kind of find those like-minded people and it's funny how that translates through the visuals if that makes sense because I totally got a sense of who you are and 
that's the kind of person I'd like to speak to just through that is spoken through your imagery I know you've got your captions things like Mm -hmm. that but it's funny isn't it how that really does come across and you do find like-minded people like that attracted on Instagram that do seem to come together because of a certain aesthetic sometimes if that makes yeah and it's interesting so I was thinking about this the other day you know how there's lots of like theories and suggested methods about finding your audience and how you find your people and I was trying to like work out because I feel like I've got like such a close network of my Insta family Mm. where I'm not entirely sure the path in which I found them or they found me but it just feels like this this kind of um I'm getting a bit woo but I love a bit of woo where it's all a bit like a divine and you know Mm. intention where it's just some kind of way we find that we're on the same wavelength and that's Mm. where we're brought together and it's just grows from there because I don't actually know how you know this like what strategy I use to find you or you found me or I know I can't really remember how I did yeah you can never trace it back to that can you kind of how you kind of first came across somebody Mm. and then it's strange because there's people that you probably followed for a long time but actually then don't go on to have those interactions and those relationships with people interesting yeah it's one of those things as well where as you evolve on a platform like Instagram because your own learning about yourself will guide you into finding the right people and I think the people that probably I followed early on in the day when I joined I can't even remember a few years ago now and I was really inspired by but then as I molded my own journey it's almost like you have to say thank you so much for inspiring me but I'm on something that's taking me over here now and I'm kind of finding a new circle of people and and I really feel that's okay to happen Mm. like it's like a natural evolution which we shouldn't be afraid of saying their kind of world and their kind of imagery and their kind of inspiration was really beneficial for me at a certain point but I found something within myself now that is so strong that I'm being pulled in this direction Mm. and that I've found this whole other group of people that are equally as inspiring me and it's just and it's just following that journey. I don't think it's a, a bad thing when you kind of move around in such an amazing place. It's like breaking out of circles sometimes as well. And that's just a kind of an evolutionary thing within yourself that I just think some people might suppress and not listen to themselves enough. Because if you do listen to yourself more and then you start finding new people, that's when really like amazing, magical mm. things can happen as well. So yeah. yeah, it's a really interesting journey, isn't it? I'm so glad they do have a platform like Instagram because I'm not really a Facebook girl and I'm, I'm, I cannot do Twitter to save my life. I just find it the fastest place on the world, in the planet. So it's just uh, never really gelled me. But Instagram just feels like, like a little home to me. Exactly, because we wouldn't really be able to do what it is that we're doing now if it wasn't for Instagram, really. Yeah. I know I certainly wouldn't have been able to. Mm. Oh, gosh, I don't think I'd even have believed that the career I'm trying to create for myself would be possible without seeing others do it. And like visually seeing other people's do it. And, you know, like um, the expansion of seeing stories as well, where people share behind the scenes. And mm. there's that more, there's like kind of like that next level of interaction with somebody makes me, you know, as much as the comparison can be torturous at times. And it's this methods of like training yourself not to be sucked into that when you see somebody doing it, it almost feels like it is a real tangible thing that you can almost hold on to and say, well, if they're doing it and they're sharing it and this is how they're working it, 
it is possible for me to do it as well it's mm. it becomes less frightening so definitely yeah. and I think that's why it's so important to have these conversations and share these stories about mm. the journey that you've been on because I know how I was kind of at work four or five years ago in like a traditional job and you see other people doing things and you think how do they do you know you can't see the wood for the trees you don't know what that process looks like to get from where you are to no. where they are and I think having these conversations and be people having those conversations on Instagram and other platforms it, it really does help doesn't it with that yeah. journey oh my goodness I know I think I probably that was probably the biggest blocker for me for like the, a very very long time where you're so in your own head and I wasn't surrounded by people in real life who had any remote interest in a creative career at all it really it wasn't even talked about and I didn't come naturally from a world that had creative jobs or an income from anything creative so there was just something inside of me that was like constantly disappointed with the world of corporate and I fought against it for years because it was just like well this is what success looks like this is where your journey takes you automatically from school and I think for our generation especially you know we go to university and then it's like the golden promised land but a corporate job will mean success yeah, yeah. and you'll get there and then everything will be great and you'll and then you get there and you're like oh my goodness is this it you know mm-hmm. is this all there is and it, it was just terrifying for me and I had no other influence anywhere else and um, but not seeing people have creative careers meant that I was constantly challenging the voice that was in me when when it was like it would come come up in, in constant thoughts in my own head that I was like, well, I can't do that. That's mm. not something I can do because mm. I don't see anybody else doing it around me. And I'm just going to push this voice away because it's not something I could ever even contemplate doing. Yeah. So you think that's you do think, oh, that's for other people. That's that's for me. And I wonder because you and I are from quite similar backgrounds in the north, and I'm wondering how much of that is to do with a bit of a class thing as well in terms mm. of what you see from your parents and and their generation just didn't have access to the things that we have access to. So if you you don't see it, you can't no. be it, can you? Absolutely, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a it becomes a fight from day one I think if it mm. if it feels like that absolutely yeah so talk, take me right back then so talk a little bit about how you discovered that interest in photography and not only that passion but that talent how did you kind of if you were in that corporate job how did you how did you discover that oh my goodness it's so uh, thank you so much for saying talent because I still feel like um I'm uh, on a massive you're so talented it's the loveliest thing I think I've had like the loveliest self-discovery this year um I was thinking to myself the other day actually my my birthday is in November and I'll be oh should I say it out loud 36 and you know when you say your birthday and you're like oh my god I'm 36 and then you see like 20 year olds doing amazing things and I'm like I've missed the boat like it's all it's all a bit late and I'm you know I'm like really behind And then I had like a bit of a like slap for myself moment because I was like 36, as I approached 36, I genuinely feel like this is the most closest I've ever got to being who I am. Mm. And it's like, I spent my entire 20s in this fog of just trying to figure out who I was, what I was here to, what I wanted to do, 
you know, like all my friends seem to have some kind of direction. And I was just the, the one in the group that had no clue what I wanted to do or who I wanted to become. And it was, I have really envied them. I was like, well, how do you know at such a young age what you want to be, you know? And I was really jealous for the longest time because I just couldn't figure that out for myself. So after I left uni, I just kind of, like many people, just fell into the trap of, right, the plan is what society tells you to do is find that job that's going to give you stability and success and salary. So it was all about, I was extremely money driven in my 20s. I I probably look back on myself and think I was probably quite aggressive with it, if, if that doesn't sound too bizarre to say. But it was my only f- sense of focus because, yeah, because I didn't have that, that's yeah. the story of success, isn't it? That we're yeah. told, and it's it's those stories that we're told as we're growing up that this is what success is looks like. This is what you should be going after. It's yeah. really hard at a young age to kind of really critique that and think, is this me? Is this what I want, or is this what I'm being told? And as well, when you're young, you know, you start off with no money, so it, money is much yeah. more important, isn't it? And I think it's you know not to ignore that. You know, now we're a bit older and we've got our houses and we've got married and things mm. like that. It's easy to say that's not as important, but I think when you're in your early twenties, you need the money to be able to to do those things, don't you? Definitely. And I think I felt like I didn't have that sense of, you know, when you're at parties or even with your own family. Like my husband Paul, we've been together since he was 17, and he knew that he was going to be an engineer. He was like, This is what I'm going to do. And he went out and did it. And I was like, you know, blown away by his kind of focus on that. Mm. So at family parties, when people say, what do you do? Which is the like go-to most horrendous question in the world. He'd like, you know, reel off this like amazing job title and kind of solid plan of like, this is me. And I never had that. And so I would feel that my kind of go-to backup plan was to climb the corporate ladder however fluffy job title sense that felt but it gave me an answer in those awkward question moments when people would be like what do you do and, and I could reel off a global international business that I was working for and some fancy <laughs> made-up job title which mm. kind of equated to a certain level of status and then I felt like I was justified in life and I, I kind of was in, you know, like this train of like, well, when I get the next grade, I'll be happy there. And when I reach that next promotion, that's where I'll feel more content. And I chased it for probably about 10 years, just that process of, well, it's not happened yet. I don't feel content here. So I'm going to get the next one and the next one and the next one. And then, you know, I'd get that three second buzz when people would be like, oh, wow, Catherine's doing well. You know, that seems like she seems like she's really happy. And I'm like, mm. inside, I was the most miserable I've ever been. Mm. Like there was times where I drive to work feeling like I was trapped in this groundhog day, seeing the same people on the same motorway, pulling into the same car park, clocking in at the same clocking in machine, doing the same work. And I was just broken. I would pull over in the car park and often cry before going to work because I was just like beaten by the fact that Mm. I was meant to be happy with this life. I was meant, this was what I worked towards. This is the promise of, of the whole of our education plan. And I was probably verging on like a lot of anxiety. And I think Paul would agree that our, 
he was worried about me at certain times that was probably verging on slight depression that so I purely through your, your job it was yeah. purely through that job yeah yeah and I think that's where my photography came in thank goodness that I although I didn't recognize it at the time I wanted to throw myself into anything that wasn't work related because I felt like it all consumed me in evenings and weekends mm. thinking about I've got to go back to this job on Monday and put a smile on and a tight suit and high heels and pretend to be something and it, deep inside I was just didn't want to be that person and and sadly and you know many people might relate that I worked in a very male-driven organization where the women were very few and far between but the women that were above me that I was led to aspire towards I would look at them eventually when the fog kind of became clearer and look at them and say I'm so happy for you because this is your path but I don't want to be you I don't want that anymore mm. and uh, you know when you when you start to feel confident I think with probably age and experience this world that you thought was going to be great isn't actually you it's okay to then say this isn't for me mm. you know it's not for everybody mm. and I think it was then where I started to throw myself into like the wildest and most wonderful creative adventures I've done everything like <laughs> before I even touch photography I've done it all like um I've been on soap making courses and screen printing and I did a graphic design night school course for a year and I kind of done it all I've tried everything because I was just so desperate to find my path um that's the thing isn't it because you kind of get to that point where you you think right okay this is not for me anymore I'm fed up of leaving Mm -hmm. myself at the door I'm fed up of having to be something I'm not this is not me but then you go through that period of being well great that's really good to know but what is it that I do want to do yeah it's almost like going back to the beginning and saying right okay Mm. I've tried this but I need to figure it out go back to the beginning yeah definitely I think because in that environment and I kind of been through something similar myself because you spent so long kind of leaving at the door like I said and showing up as somebody else you've gone so far off that path that should have been you you don't really know what that path looks like anymore and you've kind of got to do a lot of experimenting and trying different things to get a feel of what that is and it can feel like you just lost in a bit of a you know again a bit of a fog in your own mind of like and it can feel quite frustrating I think because when you do something and you get I'm naturally quite an impulsive person when it comes to this but you know I get really excited about a new thing and be like oh my gosh I really feel like I found myself this is it this is the thing and then you're like six months in you're like oh I'm not really sure I'm good at this <laughs> I was convinced myself I was like this is it Paul you know I talked to my husband about it, I'd be like I think I need to become like an illustrator do you think and then I get like three weeks in I'd be like you know what? I really can't draw and it's like forget it forget it <laughs> and it was like oh no so I remember a really clear moment I think I'd done that I was doing the graphic design course and my night school teacher gave me a camera and I you know I've always dabbled in it I did a bit at uni but it was never something I took seriously and he was like you just need to take pictures of other people's projects tonight like leave your one leave your one alone just for a bit your project that bad (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it really was he was lovely but I could see in his eye was like oh she's really trying but it was just terrible so I think he gave me the camera because he was like you know what um maybe you should just take pictures of other people's work (laughs) 
I'm and sure I, that wasn't the reason. But. <laughs> oh, it definitely was. Honestly, it really was. But I think that weird moment was like a huge kind of like catalyst for me because he came to me at the end of the session. I'd been taking pictures of other people's there was all these kind of fancy like uh, 3D designs and it was all kind of quite a crafty night and it was fun. And uh, he was like, you know what, in the year that you've been on this course, this is the most lit up I've ever seen you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he was like, have you ever really just thought about photography? Mm-hmm. And I was, that was the first moment someone had ever openly talked about it me as if it was a tangible thing, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, I walked home that night and I was like, Paul, I think I found something that really excites me. But it then moves on from the learning of like seeing somebody else vocalize something to you because they see something in you and the difference of seeing it in yourself you know it's like that moment of like wow they've seen that in me now I need to trust myself that it could be something that I could grow but especially if you've tried other things as well Mm -hmm. and I think that being able to experiment and not being afraid to pivot is so so important and I think when we've seen something that we think we want to do and we kind of we've told her oh yeah I'm trying this and I'm doing this if that then doesn't actually that doesn't feel right anymore and you move on to something else it's just allowing you that permission just to be able to be in that experimental phase to Mm. be able to be able to move and not be worried or thinking you're doing the right thing or being flighty trying different things yeah because I in all honesty you know like I don't know if it wasn't for me trying different things and if it wasn't for me being in those situations where you kind of thrust into something new I don't think I would have voluntarily picked up a camera myself and pursued that beyond a hobby it was having that environment where there was another almost uh, you know like I do kind of rely on um, I've always been quite driven by the approval of others but having an external person who in my eyes was a professional in a creative industry Mm. say to me I think this is something that you should look into because Mm. I see something in you that haven't seen throughout our entire time together I took that as like almost permission Mm. he he sees it in me so I can kind of justify running a little bit further into it because you were at the point I suppose when you've kind of been through that experience in work as well your confidence is not always where it should be really being in those kind of like I'd say toxic environments a lot of the time it does really affect you so I think I could understand that and I think that's been true as well of, of what I've experienced just to have somebody's that external validation our permission like you say sometimes we're not ready to give it to ourselves so it's really important that maybe other people can see that in us and and give us that and I think it's it's really interesting and this is what's really important about the experiment and trying different things it's not to say whatever you try has to be the thing because like with you it led to that thing you've got to kind of go down those rabbit holes and explore Mm. what it is that you do and you don't like it's yeah it's even like glimmers of memories where um I went like my soap making course which was um gosh if anyone needs any (laughs) I am a legend at making a good (laughs) bath and I took it really seriously for a while it was really fun and I kind of it was exactly how you say like it's just being freer with experimentation um of like just allowing yourself to give have that breathing space to to figure it out but I would like make my little creations but then the best exciting part was like taking a photo for like the Etsy site that I wanted to make right. I was like oh my god see, that's, 
that's another little like yeah it's like the universe was saying hello this you know and the soaps are great love you know they smell really pretty but this is what you're actually good at is like taking the pictures so it wasn't something it was just part of the process I was just like oh you know I'll, I'll do the pictures and then I just left it because I never saw it as a viable career for me that's really interesting because I think is it do you think maybe because you've come from that corporate background you saw that commercial element of making a product and selling it that's almost like a more valid I don't know a valid way to have a career whereas the photography like you said seemed less tangible so it's almost like you didn't even look at that you were looking at that more commercial sales traditional sort of route I think that was what it is. I think it's because I always look for something that was product led. Mm. And whereas photography is service, you know, you're there to serve people. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, So, and I probably, it was probably in my 20s, I definitely feel like I was the type of personality. And I am still today, but early in my, like when you're younger, where you question yourself constantly about well, what could I give to somebody else what could I couldn't give what's your value but if I have something in my hand that I can hold and I can sell to them and that makes me a you know like a valid thing then that was that was a business for me that mm. was in my head what a business is where you have a product and you give it yeah. some, that is value to them and um, otherwise it's almost like questioning like you are the value for the people and I didn't have value in myself for a very long time that's so really so important yeah because yeah. that's the thing it's it's a much easier transaction between you and a customer to give them a product because you can detach yourself from that product so if people choose to buy it or they don't choose to buy it you can mentally detach from that whereas if you're mm-hmm. trying to market yourself as a service-based business where you you are the business or so people are buying into to you so as much as people buy your pictures people buy the experience of working with you as a photographer and that relationship as well mm-hmm. so being able to to offer that to people to offer yourself to people and say this is the value I think that's quite a vulnerable and yeah. difficult thing to do quite a lot of the time and I think it takes like definitely for me even to get to this point now where I feel confident in um the shoots that I do and working with different people, it's only ever got there because I finally started to have a sense of trust in myself, you know, and it's you got to it's the, the, the growing within yourself that needs to happen first. Because you mm. can't that as much as some people are amazing at doing it, having this uber amazing confidence. They can whether they're that confident internally, I don't know, but for me definitely I just could not blag it I couldn't I I wish I could I you know wish when I look back on my 20s and thought why were you not more confident then why did you not you know like have a more like determined attitude you would be so much further along if you'd just been braver then but I couldn't be then and I needed to go on that growth and you know frustratingly it took me so long but then in the same breath I'm glad it took me that long because I don't think I'd be like the person I am today unless I allowed myself to grow in that way you know it's it's who you are isn't it it is and I think there's another side to look at things as well is that I think as much as it is sometimes like we do beat ourselves up that you think oh we wish you'd done this sooner because we've learned all these lessons now and in hindsight Mm. it seems much clearer to us but actually there's a lot of people that never get to this point so it's looking at it from the other way as well even though we feel like we're a bit behind which in reality we're, we're not it can be a situation where people get into the 50s and 60s and they've never explored this within themselves which I think you know which is 
you know, it could be quite, you know, it's quite a sad thing. So at least kind of you've you've done this and you've got to this point now where you are. Yeah, so I think that was probably the um, fear that kind of drove me in the end. That's so, that's yeah. Because so, with a lot of my clients, this is the, this is the biggest thing that I pulled out of that through my experiences, through the clients that I work with, people are wanting to get rid of that fear or remove that fear to be able to move forward because they feel like they have to be confident or they feel like they have to know what they're doing. Otherwise, if they feel scared, it's because something's not wrong. No, sorry, because something is wrong. Mm. Um, but actually, the biggest lesson to learn is that you're going to feel scared. You're going to feel this oh, fear. Yeah. So you saying that, that that the thing that was a change for you was the fear that drove you. I think that is such an important lesson for people yeah. to to understand the reality of that. And that it was the fear of like so many different things. The fear of not knowing that I was going to spend my life not knowing who I was. Yeah. Like who yeah. am I? You know, like what what really do I want my life to look like? And it's that was one fear. And then it's the fear of you know getting to a point where you can take a leap. And that was like a whole journey into that decision because it is a big decision to walk away from corporate safety, I guess, and, you know, become something. And then, but it was only last year, actually, it was when I decided to not go back after maternity leave. I didn't tell my family for probably the whole, it probably wasn't a year, but it felt that long. And he was recognising that I wasn't openly saying to people what I was doing. Mm. And he would make me... (laughs) sit at family meals and he would bring up the conversation and I would be giving him dagger eyes from across the table and I'm like don't do this do not do this and I and he would be like say what you're doing tell everyone what your plan is and I'm like it's so hard though isn't it and I couldn't even say it to my own family like the word saying the word photographer out loud to my family made me feel sick yeah, yeah. I, genuinely it was like a physical reaction and I would just be so in fear and he was like why can't you say it and I'm like because if if I say it out loud and it's like the fear of like exposing the most vulnerable feeling within me mm. like I know they weren't going to judge me and they would never judge me and they're so supportive but it was just like what if I can't do it like mm. if I say it out loud I've got to make it happen and if I don't make it happen I'm gonna look like I'm a failure. Do you know what I mean? It was just that. No, no, exactly. Because yeah. when that idea is still in your head, it's like it's really protected, it's really safe. And actually, when you're telling people, it's like you, all your hopes and dreams, you're telling them this really, because it's a huge thing. It is a huge yeah. thing. And when you've told them or when you've told people, it is that thing, but what if I can't do it? Or what, yeah. if, you know, it is that fear of failure, isn't it? If you Definitely. kind of put, put that idea out there and let people those- know. Yeah, because many of us, like, my that graphic design moment at the school happened five years earlier than that. And it was like... That that's time, quite a... That's a big gap then, isn't yeah, it? That's a, yeah. Because I, I think also, like, from a personal point of view, um, you know, taking a leap into a new career, there is financial, you know, insecurities that we all have. And then there was the question for us as a couple, you know, I, I didn't want to put Paul through a situation where it was all about me like it was selfish of me to like I want to do this one thing with my life and you've got to like let me do this because as a couple we talked about maybe seeing if we were lucky enough to start a family and you know you're walking away it sounds very crude to say but it's the reality that we're walking away potentially from a maternity leave yeah it's a really important consideration though isn't it and it's prioritizing those different 
those different elements if you like because if you want to be a mum but you want to go through this process of doing something that is really you and having the opportunity to do that mm. how do you prioritize those yeah. those two it's it's a juggle I it imagine is, yeah and it and this is again it's like it's only reflecting on now like um 13 years later since I worked uh, well I've worked for corporate uh, for 13 years and it's only now that I've kind of walked away from that I was as I mentioned before I was really driven by the money and uh, a lot of my friends thought I was crazy at the time but I kind of made a conscious effort in my own mind when I got to a really kind of really low point that the only thing I could control was the money like I couldn't control anything else around me but that what I was getting in every month was income that I could control for my future Um, And there was just this permanent voice in my head that would say, you know, put some aside, save some away. And, you know, a classic moment with my brother, I love him, but he would like tease me for for years, like, well, it wasn't years, but it was months. And so saying like, I would hold on to my little Nokia 3210 phone (laughs) and I would like let it like, you know, like I would use it to like the bitter end. And he's like, God, for goodness sake, just buy yourself a decent phone. And, you know, like buy, like I'd buy like a little tiny jalopy of a car because I was like, I don't need a fancy car. Like I just want a little run around. And he'd like torture me. Like, why are you not spending money? Just buy yourself something. And I just got into a religion of every time I got that paycheck, I would put something aside. Mm. Um, and it was like part of my like routine and security that I was feeling I was putting something to a future that I didn't know existed. I had no logical reason what to, for, to save for anything. But I, yeah, payday, I'd go straight to the bank and I'd put a check in the bank and I'd just put it away. And it was in one of those accounts that you can't touch. And everyone would say to me, like, well, why are you doing this? And I'm like, you know what? I don't actually know. I don't know why. So what to, what you were doing with that, though, was buying your freedom at a later day almost, wasn't it? Totally. Buying yourself those options. Oh, my gosh. And later on, it became my only driving force to get the promotion. It was like, get that promotion because then I'm going to get that. You know, if, that, if the rest of my office is fighting for a promotion, I'm going to fight with it. You know, like... It was a it was cutthroat. It was a cutthroat world, and I was. This is my way out. I don't know really know where I'm going, what that's going to look like, or for for when it's going to happen. But if this is something I've got the only element of control in, potentially for the future, this is what I must do. Mm. And years later, I mean, we had Harry, and it was on maternity leave that we discovered that he had repeated health issues, and we had those honest conversations of going back to work my five day a week job was the only option for me and we'd spent you know 18 months in and out of hospital well it was a year at that point where my maternity was ending and I couldn't have gone back to work you know we'd been in and out of hospital since he'd been born and it was getting more and more intense and he was getting more and more poorly and I genuinely had that moment where I thought I think when in hindsight if I'd not saved then how I did, I think that's what it, this is what it's all for. So I could turn around and say, I don't know what I was saving for. I don't know what I was planning, but I didn't know then that 10, 12 years later, I would have a little boy who was needed me. And if I'd not had that saving nest egg, that was just, you know, bits of money hit, you know, every month I weirdly for no other reason than just a feeling was saving I could not have turned away that job I would have mm. had to have gone back to work 
and I could not have stayed at home with him, you know, mm-hmm. and worked through that year, that two years that we're, we're still in, but um, life has become more manageable. But he needed me at that time. And I think that was the whole plan after all, you know, that was what it was for. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, isn't it? That, you know, you don't know what your future is going to look like. But if you've got, I just had a really strong gut feeling that if I wanted to make something in the future happen, then I've got to look at the elements of that I can control today. And I just took that as my element of control. And and thankfully, it was for a greater purpose that I had no idea what it was all kind of going to go towards. So, Yeah, because I think, you know, the financial side of things doesn't really get talked about that much in a way because it how you transition from a full-time job into doing that thing that you love it's not an easy thing financially Mm. Um, but you'd obviously known there was something there for years and years and you'd actually you'd turn that on its head and actually thought you know what I'm going to use this absolutely it was it was all about using what you can get and I think if anyone was to ask me now I'd say if you feel trapped in a situation that you do not want to be your forever break it down you know don't let it all consume me because I let it all consume me so many times you know emotionally and physically and then it's not until I kind of stepped out of my bubble and was like look at it in the cold facts what do I control it doesn't Mm. control me Mm. if this is not my forever but it might be for the foreseeable future, my situation. And there's elements that I don't control, but there are elements that I can. And that for me was the only tangible thing I could hold on to. And it was my driving force. And it wasn't a lot of money every month, but it was significant enough that over time it meant something and it gave me options. And if I've learned Harry grow up, I would say to them, you know, you just start as soon as you can. You know, it's, it's hard to say now, but if we even if we save in your 30s even if you start saving in your 40s who knows what that could look like in your 60s mm. you know don't underestimate the power of like little and often mm. um and I was just determined to commit to that because I just felt like it was my only way out mm. so and and you know thankfully for, I mean Harry was the reason and obviously um being there for Evelyn as well of course but it was his health that dictated that start of that conversation and then it all came to fruition and I was like I think the reason why I was so determined was just some other plan for this because Mm -hmm. he was going to come and need this more than anyone it was it, it ended up not being about me in the end it ended up being about him which was just like a really like epiphany moment for me that my kind of angry 20 self that was just squirreling away because I felt really selfish and I was like I want to make this something for me actually converted into being a 35 year old mum with a poorly boy who just needed that to be there and that was maybe the whole lesson after all so but don't underestimate but for those people who are in that situation they're much later in life and they think well I've missed my 20s I've missed my window for that you've never missed your window because you know, nobody knows what's coming up do we sure. you know when we're older so it's just uh even if it's not money even if it's your environment even if it's the relations that you have and if, if whether they're good or bad for you what what do you control today that can make you in a better place in the future I think that's um, really really good advice I think in in terms of then where you were at that point and making that decision to not go back to your corporate job obviously Harry was your priority then and looking after him and not being well what what happened from that point how did you carry on with that creative pursuit and how did from that creative pursuit a business grow out of that slowly (laughs) 
I felt like I was living a life where I was taking two steps forward and like 25 back mm-hmm. for a long time. But yeah, I think it was really um, with the main focus being about being mum, my personality, uh, I kind of recognised really early on that in order to be there for them both and, you know, cope with the ups and downs of Harry's health, I needed something that was separate to kind of like survive that time Mm. so um that's where as well as the conversations of leaving work to be mum and use this nest egg of money was like right I do still need to work and I still really want to work in some way but if I've got this opportunity now to change how that looks and I don't feel tied to my old way of life I'm going to do something that I really love and it was like right remember those moments where I picked up the camera and people be like oh this is great you know like how how is this you know how are you doing this would you like to do this more so I just kind of started doing lots of different things but it was really my relationship with 91 magazine that was again a real catalyst for me that when I was doing my graphic design degree and I'd started, you know, dabbling in camera, I'd started a blog, um, which I was rubbish at writing, but it was just an opportunity to take pictures. And Caroline, the editor, found my blog online and she approached me and said, this was when 91 was just establishing itself. And she contacted me out of the blue and said, we've got an event in Manchester. We'd really like you to go and take some photos. I see that you live up north. And I was like, oh my gosh, do you know that I actually don't know what I'm doing? (laughs) I was like, I'm not professional, you know, I just, and she's like, did you actually say that, Catherine? (laughs) I did. I was like, I don't know if you realize, but I don't know what I'm doing. She was like, go or you take good pictures. Like we just want something really simple. And it was that first, again, it was going back to that whole theory of somebody external has seen something in me. Run with the trust that they're giving you. So I had a, so I had a very like on off conversations with them over the years. And it was when I decided to take the photography full time, well, kind of part time-ish, that I got back in touch with her. And she's just been the most supportive starting point for me all over again, doing the kind of pieces for them and really finding my confidence you know in everything every opportunity was so different that was really the starting point for me just finding that one person who I knew historically had had that kind of crazy element of trust in me as a stranger who didn't know me who was Mm. not my mum who was not like (laughs) you know somebody who knew me she was just somebody looking to find a service from me and again it was like breaking that like down saying well I can't give you something tangible like is this good enough you know is this service good enough so that's how it all started with um with that process and then it was as you do things where you're stepping out of your comfort zone, you find parts of yourself that you didn't think you could do. And it was those shoots where I met people and was forced into situations where I'd never done that before. You know, often you never have done things before. And if, you know, you look at all these people who are doing amazing careers and you're like, don't forget, they had their first shoot. They did that first sometime. They, they, they're not just born with the ability to do it. They they would have had their first scary moment. You're allowed to be a beginner. That's the yeah, thing you are. You are. And, and, it, and you know, I, I started off just taking product shots and then it evolved into people. And 
and that's where I found like my true love for it really was the people side of things um so they, they have a really special place in my heart no, no matter what avenue of photography I go down in the future I will do anything <laughs> for Caroline because she's like she had so much faith in me in the beginning and um, I have you know a really special place for that magazine so yeah so that's kind of like how I began with that so leading on from that then it's just it's really important isn't it that you find those people in the beginning that really believe in you and and that can support you I think in that journey like you said at the beginning when you're surrounded by people that aren't really doing what you're doing you can speak to people you can speak to your husband you can speak to your your friends but Mm. they just don't they can't offer that support and that guidance in the same in the same way no and it's just I've learned over time actually that when somebody does show you trust in your abilities and they see something in you and they ask you to do something for them just don't challenge it don't question it constantly you know like I would I'd be my first gut reaction in the early days would be constantly like oh um uh, uh, it's the excuse that comes first isn't it I know exactly exactly what you mean and I wouldn't stop them from you know like talking anymore and it was almost like I took them out of hiring them out of working with me because I'd be like I want to like dumb myself down or like you know stop the conversation early because it would just started to feel uncomfortable because the self-doubt would start coming up in my mind thinking what on earth I can't do that and it, it, it's this lesson that I've slowly starting to learn is that when somebody shows you that trust don't throw it back in their face embrace it and you know go along with the journey with them and be really like just be really personable and show them who you are and often that's that's where you gosh you grow so much in those situations the amount of shoots I've been in where I've you know been thinking goodness me this I've never done but I have walked away the highest I have ever felt in my entire life having done it and it's been frightening and I've been like you know, driving down the motorway often, terrified about, can I actually do this? And I've always walked away going, oh my God, Mm. that really wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. And, you know, you're not going to be perfection. Nobody is. And, you know, equally like this weekend, I did a wedding and, you know, classically driving home going, I wish I'd got more shots of that. And I didn't get enough of them. I should have taken more pictures of the flowers. And, you know, you're always torturing yourself. But my gosh, like the time overall, I've gone, oh my God, I did something great. Like yeah. it's a buzz that I never, yeah. never got before. So yeah. you don't get that feeling unless you kind of put yourself in that uncomfortable position first to be able to get to that point where the magic does happen. Gosh, yeah. And the way that I approach it now with things like that, because I'm exactly the same, you can almost like, you, when somebody's like, you've got a phone call or you're chatting to somebody and they're asking mm-hmm. you to do something, your brain's going a million miles an hour of all the reasons why you can't do it mm. or you shouldn't be doing it. But actually, if you just say, do you know what, the worst that can happen through this is that I'm going to learn something. I think treat every experience as an experiment, as a, you know, as an opportunity to learn. If you think, I might sort of be honest, be personable, it's an opportunity to learn and to grow. But more often than not, like you said, you'll absolutely pull it off and it'll be fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, well, I think that's where you learn the most about yourself. I really do. I think it's just mm. giving yourself the opportunities and, you know, like, when Jade contacted me about the wedding, I've always been a, just a second shooter. You know, I've always supported other people, but I've never done it on my own. 
and you know it was one of those situations where I kind of like I'd almost put myself off doing weddings because I thought I don't think I'm cut out for this maybe I can't you know maybe this isn't for me um but it was just through the experience of again the self-doubt just overtaking you and comparing yourself to somebody else but when she got in touch it was almost like before I took a breath I said yes I was like I'm gonna do this because this is the dream like I need to like throw myself into these situations and do it completely open like wholeheartedly with her you know like don't hold anything back you know if there's things that you've always dreamt of doing and you and basically I got bored of being scared I got bored of that feeling of being scared all the time because Mm. it held it's held me back too many times Mm. and it was almost like I was bored of that personality trait Mm. you know that weakness of feeling like I can't do it I can't do it and like and then watching everyone else do it you know and it's like I'm never going to do it unless I do the first one yeah and the antidote to that is almost like you can hear it in your voice but it is it's it's almost getting a bit angry with that isn't it that you know what I'm fed up with this and I'm gonna I'm gonna let myself give myself that permission Mm. to actually you know instead of waiting for it's fantastic getting that external validation and that external permission but do you know what I'm going to give myself that permission to do what it is that I want to do. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we can all convince ourselves because I have done a lot of courses and a lot of e-courses and a lot of like, you know, different programs. I feel like I've funded some amazing people. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all been like, you know, um, all trying to like find something that's going to give me all the answers. And, you know, what, what I've learned is that have the answers each and every one of those and actually all it's done is giving you confirmation well actually yeah I know that that's what I thought and it just gives you that reassurance that what you're thinking you very rarely I think learn anything new but I think Mm -hmm. why you're still figuring it out having that structure with some of those courses just provides that support doesn't it to explore that completely and yeah no and you know I think um, there's probably there's probably a handful where I feel like I've not learned a lot from and then there's probably a handful I feel like I've gained a huge amount from yeah it is very selective but at the end of the day those people cannot come out with you on a shoe or on a job or with a client or on the call with a meeting they can't hold your hand every time you have to suddenly just say you know what it's now time I've I do it myself and I'm on my own you know and and it's not as frightening as you think because actually the energy you pull out of yourself in that moment is so strong sometimes that you know you almost grow into a new person and it's Mm -hmm. like that is the only time you're going to have that growth is when you're on your own doing it Mm -hmm. so um you know it's it's really nice to have those people hold your hand um and you when you learn from them but there is a line that you have to then leap over and go right it's just me this is just me now and it's almost like the work was there for you the work came first you had the work and you could do that it was almost bringing yourself to catch up with that in a way to yeah to believe in it what you were doing and yeah and it does way it becomes really exciting because you feel mm. like it's all worth it you know like all of it all the emotions of doing it are worth it and you start to see like yeah it becomes exciting it's just something you should continue to do I don't think there's any magic formula to making it happen but the turning points for me have been when I've put trust in myself Mm. you know like just gone into myself a lot you know like almost like in a really kind you know like loving way just shut out the world for a little bit and go into your own self and 
be completely you in that situation there's, there's nothing bad that's going to happen from doing that I think we're all a bit like well I've got to pretend to be a certain kind of person and I've got to be like super professional and I've got to know what I'm doing and I can't look like I'm vulnerable in any way or you know like yeah personal yeah. in any way but in fact like when you just let all that go it just lifts you so much so much just better. getting rid of all that package of that worry and just letting yourself be mm-hmm. is a huge thing oh so, yeah so what's the most enjoyable and rewarding aspects of the work that you're doing now oh my god that's a really interesting question I mean obviously like I love working with people I think for me it's like finding the right people who I have got an immediate creative connection with and just being in their their space Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's just when I come home from a shoot and it can be anything really but it's being like I've spent the day with people who get me completely and it's not you know some um, people might find that really surprising because I think the go-to answer is probably saying well I love to take the the pictures and which I do obviously because that's like you know I feel like people are seeing something through my eyes and that feels a very personal quite a raw thing for me Mm. to say like this is what my eyes saw on this day and this is like what I put my heart and soul into but often it as well like that is fueled completely by being in a space with people who just are your people and want to do something with you and you can like let the guard down a bit and go let's just see what we make together yeah that's all as complicated as it ever has to be yeah and that makes so much sense knowing you that makes so much sense to me because you're hugely about people you're about connection you're about storytelling and yes your photography is your art and your vehicle that you you do that but I think ultimately it's about people and stories yeah. and connection which is really interesting because if I, if I would if I could go back to my like early 20 year old self who like picked up that camera and started messing about with it and say like so many years later you would be taking pictures of people I think that girl would have been terrified and not believed you know that kind of would ever happen mm-hmm. um, because being in front of people and showing them who you are is the most exposing thing ever I feel it's like Gosh, you strip yeah. yourself yeah. back and you you know you kind of as as what I'm learning more and more about is that you know when I work with families as well and they're like oh gosh I'm really nervous about my picture taken and I feel really awkward is just saying you know like this is just me you know like I'm going to feel just as new in this experience as you are but the only challenge that well it's not really a challenge but the only process of today is just being together mm-hmm. and just capturing something together and that's always as hard as it is it's not anything more than that but it's that vulnerability together and just being relatable and it's hard to put into words I find it a really like emotional education every shoot that I'm on so it's it's hard to like encapsulate it but yeah well having been on a shoot with you I think that is the thing that I noticed most in terms of how enjoyable that experience was working with you it's not and that's the thing I like obviously the pictures are hugely important that's what it's about and that's the end result but actually the way you work is so much more than that and it's about that experience that you have and it's about that connection and it's creating something that's almost like a combination of you and that person that's that's going to be unique every time yeah yeah I hope so that's all like that would be the whole purpose of my work I guess it's just well, you definitely to, succeed yeah. in doing that <laughs> that's good to hear from <laughs> so what's so what's next for you I know you mentioned weddings and stuff what's next for you Catherine what are you what 
we've got a few a few months left in the year and looking ahead to next year a few months left of the decade isn't it no actually didn't think of it like that it goes surreal yeah you know I'm gonna um I'm gonna say that the next few months is really about carrying on just following where I've kind of felt the most love for my work which is definitely all about the people so yeah weddings is really has been a huge surprise to me I think we spoke before I did the wedding and I was like it's either going to go one or two ways I'm either going to love it or I'm going to be in like a hotel room venue in the corner crying (laughs) so it's going to be like one experience or another what's going to happen and I left that situation with Jade and Alex the most fun and I was a happy tired I wasn't a broken tired and I just held on to that energy and was like I think this means that this would be something I'd love to explore more. I saw those pictures last night, actually, for the oh, first time, oh, and they're so special. They're absolutely beautiful. Um, st- really, really stunning. Oh, it was so great. I mean, everything was amazing about the day, and it was just—it's just fueled a part of me I didn't think I would have. So I think, because I think some photographer friends of mine were, were probably quite surprised. So I've never really spoken about it before. But like I say, it was that that moment where somebody approached me who I think is my dream client and gave me that trust in me and I was like okay let's do this and yeah there's nothing going to stop me from trying and I I just it was just the most amazing thing so yeah I definitely want to look at doing more weddings and I think to to complement that I'd love to try more bridal editorials as well because I I have really enjoyed working the brands I've worked with this so far this year as well they've given me lots of creative license to try things with them so keeping on that same vein of working with businesses who are kind of in that world because those people are just as creative and they come up with the most wonderful ideas and I, I feed from that as well so yeah that would be really fun to try a that sounds exciting I think you'd be really good at that definitely nice to do so that's on my wish list before 2020 I think uh, to pursue that Um, and then just to kind of keep learning massively I learn Mm. so much from everyone I meet and there's there's nothing like it in the world that you can just you know you can do like you say you can read the books and you can read you know listen to the YouTube and you can listen to people's advice but it's getting out there and just you know exposing yourself sounds wrong (laughs) 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 people and be like people is uh is so kind of life affirming I think everyone should try and just get out in real life a lot more and and meet up and even if it's just to try something completely different that you've never done before totally agree with that totally where I've learned my direction is by doing things I've never done before well that sounds amazing and I for one I'm really really excited to see what's next for you the rest of this year and next year because I've kind of seen how your work's evolved and I think it just gets better and better so I'm really excited well I'm extremely excited because I'm we're going to be working together on a business level which is a whole new area for me which I, I am very kind of naive and unexperienced in so I'm glad to be working with you Oh, I'm excited about that, 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 that too. I think we'll have lots of exciting things to come. Yeah, so exciting. Amazing. Well, thank you. Honestly, that has been fantastic. And I think anybody that's looking to kind of take that leap or explore the creativity, I think would find a lot of value in that conversation. It was really fantastic. Thank you. Oh, hopefully. Thank you. It really was. Thank you. If people are looking to find you online, Catherine, where can they find you? Well, Instagram is my daily addiction. <laughs> 
I love Catherine's stories. Follow her for her stories. They're fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm always sharing a good crumpet scene in the morning. (laughs) So I'm at hello underscore Catherine Taylor. And um, my website is CatherineTaylorPhotography.com. So, yeah, which I'm hoping to have a little bit of a rebrand of in the new year to really make that feel more like me. But that's where you can find me most of the time. Absolutely. Well, go and check Catherine out now. I thoroughly recommend it. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you.